Welcome back to the Walk the Word podcast with me, Pastor James, coming out of Sar Fellowship in the Kingdom of Bahrain. We're working through Genesis one chapter a week, and today we get to Genesis chapter 36, where we read all about the descendants of Esau. Now, it's kind of a long chapter. It's a big genealogical chapter, and we've said before that they might not be the most interesting chapters of the Bible to read, but there are still a couple of very interesting things in here. So if you've not read it in the recent past, uh, do go ahead, press pause, read at least the first 14 verses, and then we'll come back together and kind of give an overview of Genesis 36 as we seek to know and grow in God's Word. So Genesis 36 begins like this. These are the generations of Esau, that is Edom. Now if you've just picked up uh, walking through Genesis with us, uh, Esau is the twin brother of Jacob, who we've been talking about a lot in recent weeks. And we read in verse 2 that Esau took his wives from the Canaanites, and he takes three, uh, Ada, Oholibama, and Basimath. Uh, excuse my terrible pronunciation of those names. And uh, Jacob was strongly counseled, basically told, not to take wives from the surrounding peoples. Uh, you know, keep it within the family of God's people, so to speak. And uh, we see back in 20, uh, chapter 24, verse 37, uh, this is the servant kind of setting up and arranging the, uh, the marriage of, of Isaac, this principle of my master made me swear, you shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I dwell. And, uh, and again, in chapter 26, uh, God's promise to Isaac, we talked about uh, chapter 26. Uh, when Esau was 40 years old, he took Judith, the daughter of Bari the Hittite, to be his wife, and Basimath, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, and they made life bitter for Isaac and Rebekah. So all that to say, look, uh, Esau's taken wives from outside of the family of God's people, and uh, it's, it upset his parents, and it was, goes against the plan, so to speak, for God's people. So the first five verses then are basically an introduction. Look, this is Esau, and he took wives from these places, and then he has some, some children, some sons and daughters. And we read in verse 6 that he took these wives, sons and daughters, and all the members of his household, his livestock, all his beasts, and all his property that he had acquired in the land of Canaan. All his stuff, basically. And he went into a land away from his brother. Now, this is a separation of Jacob and Esau. And then in verse 7, we see a justification for this separation. We read, For their possessions were too great for them to dwell together. The land of their sojournings could not support them because of their livestock. And in verse 8, So Esau settled in the hill country of Seir. Esau is Edom. And when we see uh, statements like this, that... that that tell us just how prosperous Esau had become. We come back in our mind to that idea of, you know, Jacob I have loved, Esau I have hated. And you think, hang on a minute, how can a man hated by God have prospered so tremendously? And then we've said this a couple of times, we'll say it again a couple of times, no doubt as we work through the word together, that here in this context, loved and hated doesn't mean the emotional attachment 
that we refer to with those words loved and hated. It means here, Jacob I have loved, Jacob I have chosen to carry the covenant blessings, Esau I have hated, Esau I have not chosen to carry the covenant blessings. Because we think about this logically, a man hated by God is not going to prosper so tremendously. He's got wives, he's got sons, he's got daughters, he's got people who work for him, he's got livestock, beasts, property. So much so that he can't live close enough to his brother because all of their stuff cannot be in the same place. And Esau, father of the Edomites, we read in, uh, in verse 9, these are the generations of Esau, the father of the Edomites. Very detailed prophecy about the Edomites in the small book of Obadiah. And we read about the Edomites around 130 times uh, in the Bible. And if we flick forward a few books to, uh, to Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy chapter 23, uh, there are, there's almost kind of special provision uh, made for the Edomites. So in Deuteronomy 23, Verse 7, we read that you shall not abhor an Edomite, for he is your brother. So there's this kind of nod to the shared genealogy, uh, Jacob and Esau, and, and then the Israelites and the Edomites. So they come up again and again and again uh, in the word. And then for the rest of the chapter, verses 10 through to the end of 43, is basically a big genealogical list of Esau's descendants. His, his descendants and the chiefs to come from. And again, somebody who is hated by God is not going to grow into this huge family with chiefs and kings and princes. And there's a couple of things uh, of note to see in the rest of this chapter. So the first is that they uh, live in the hill country of Seir. Uh, and uh, so I read that this was a very early settlement of what we would now call Petra uh, in the modern country of Jordan. So that's where they lived, and that's uh, confirmed for us in the book of Obadiah, a very short kind of postcard-sized prophecy of, uh, of Obadiah. And uh, in verse 12 here, we read that Timnah was a concubine of Eliphaz, Esau's son, Shebor Amalek to Eliphaz. Now, uh, Amalek went on to become the father of the Amalekites, uh, kind of perpetual enemies of God's people. You can read about that in Exodus 17, Deuteronomy 25, 1 Samuel 15. But again, they come up and they're perpetually against uh, God's people. And so as we move through this chapter, then it's a long list. It's a big genealogical list of Esau's descendants. Uh, verse 33, we read of a man called Jobab. Uh, some people make a case for that being Job, after who the book of Job uh, is titled and tells his story of great suffering and patience and, and restoration. Uh, but so I read there is a stronger case to be made that this is not um, actually Job. So genealogical chapters like this about people that are not central to the story of creation, fall, restoration, and, and ultimately consummation. You know, we think, why are these chapters here? Well, in the case of Esau, I'm going to suggest to you that this is evidence that when we read, Jacob I've loved, Esau I've hated, it's not 
hate like we would use the word hate with a very emotional, visceral uh, reaction. It's it's a it's a choosing and a not choosing to carry the covenant promises and blessings. Here is a man, Esau, who becomes the head of this tremendously large family and group of people. And it does add some weight to the truth that, look, he was not chosen for the covenant, but he was still a blessed man. So Esau, I have hated means that not chosen for covenant it doesn't mean that he was cursed and despised and kind of you know fated then to live this terrible unprosperous horrible life evidenced by this huge family that he became the head of uh, in genesis chapter 36 so chapters like this, they're long, they're kind of difficult with these names you know, that are born out of a different language. And uh, they, can be, they can be quite heavy going to read through, but at the core of it all, uh, there is definitely uh, some takeaway. And it helps to shine a light on other passages of the Bible, as we've just talked about, um, that could be confusing to us. Next time then we'll get into Genesis 37 and we see, uh, we begin the story of Joseph and we, uh, we read about his dreams in chapter 37 and we see uh, when he is sold by his brothers. But until then, God bless you.